Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Plot Strikes Back. Back, bum, bum, back. So this is going to be a show that we had. Yeah. <laughs> Man. What's, what's, what's ironic is <laughs> I, can't, the I can't even say it. Is the temperature outside because hell must have frozen over. Yeah, it's. Honestly, it's what like in the mid forties right now from maybe where, where yeah. we are and make sure to scroll down on the bottom to get that feels like temperature. Yeah. So it's 46, but it actually feels like it's 43 oh. in central Florida, which is great. Oh. Love it. Oh. I wish more days were like this. Oh, I, I know a lot of people up north in other states are probably like, hell no, because it's like zero or feels like below zero. But Florida hey. cold is different. Yeah, it is. It, it, it hurts a little bit. It's the humidity. Or lack thereof, but anyway. Man. So, this show called Fargo. Oh, man. Which is derived from the movie. Yes. That came out in the mid-90s. Like 90. Is it 95? I want to say 90. Something like that. Like six, maybe? With with Steve Buscemi. Yes. And, uh, oh, gosh. It's been a while since I've watched that movie. I haven't seen the movie in a while. Yeah. But uh, ninety six. Okay, kind of loaded. Yeah, I remember I it. Actually about had, that, it actually had a pretty stacked cast. But like back in the Francis day, Francis McDormand, that's her. Yeah. Steve Buscemi, William Macy, Peter Stormare. He played uh, like that guy. You'll, you'll recognize him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. It, and and so because of the movie, the Cohen brothers, then created a show called Fargo then which Noah Hawley just took over and the fifth season just came to an end literally we just watched the finale so for, sad. for season five and Austin has been bugging me for years now to watch the show years people I exaggerate a lot and I'm very dramatic but he's not kidding and we've always had this sort of well, I'll watch Fargo if you watch Game of Thrones or... Insert whatever other yeah, insert, TV show here. Exactly, you know? yeah. And and so he was, I don't say bugging me, but, but kept reminding me like, hey, season five, season five. And I'm looking at season five and I saw the... I would say... The trailer. Daily? No, nah, not quite daily. You weren't being obnoxious about it. But, but honestly, I, I watched the trailer and then obviously looking at the cast, I was like, well... Juno Temple, John Hamm, man, Joe man, Keery. Man. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I like all three actors, so you know what? I'll give it a shot. Wow. So then we watched the premiere that had two episodes at once, and then we just watched it pretty much every week, uh, except for maybe I think like one week where we didn't watch it together. But yeah, I think it was a couple one, couple weeks ago or something like that. But one or two. yeah. But honestly, after every episode, I was like, man, this is this show is like this season's really good, actually. And and I know some people yeah, might, man. like I don't know how many people out there that especially like listening to this episode. The the disclaimer I'll put out there is that you can start with season five. Like I my buddy Ty, yes, I told yeah. him about about the show and the season. He's never watched any seasons, but I'm like, dude, it takes place in Minnesota and that's where he's from. So like mm. Minnesota, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> which the accents were great in this, oh, yeah. in this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I use buttermilk. <laughs> a lot of people say to use milk or water, but I use buttermilk. You need a little bit of honey in it. 
it, it, it's it's Juno that, Temple was incredible. She was, and and so I mean, we'll we'll get into it in just a moment here. But the cool thing that I I appreciated about this show is that again, you can watch season five, and, or, and now I I do plan on going back and watching the other seasons because now that I appreciate the writing that kind of goes into the show and kind of what to expect from it now. And it kind of sets the tone too. So now I can go back and watch other seasons and go, okay, where do these seasons stack against each other? Because none of the seasons connect. They're all in that same like universe as you were saying, but there's no like, yeah, they take place at different times. Yeah. Like different years or even decades at that point. So yeah, I think each one's been in a different decade to my knowledge. I think, yeah, I wonder if they'll do one like that goes back back like like nineteen twenties or something maybe in the future. We don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Season four was in the fifties, fifties. Right? Yeah, I think. And then two was in seventies. Three was like two thousand tens. I think. Okay. One was in like like maybe like two thousand eight something like that. Can't remember. Mm, okay. Yeah, because this one took place in twenty nineteen. Yes. Yep. And. I thought it was interesting because you know the way it starts is like you know it it has a text that comes up and it says the characters in the story have been you know renamed or whatever and out of respect yeah, out of respect for the dead yeah you know but everything in this is based on a true story you know so it's it has this non-fiction like real life story mm. or like based on a true story feel but it's not true at all. It, it yeah. just kind of gives you that sense. Like what you're seeing is, is based on a true story. Yeah. But it's not like that's, that's the, that's the, um, that's the shtick. And so I, I, I think that's pretty cool. Cause I don't think that there's a lot of shows out there that, that do that where it's almost like we want this show to give a sense of realism, but there's actually, but it's all made up. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's cool. Um, and, you know, I think this season straight from the get go is chaotic. Yeah, it's it's very captivating because you see the family, the lions, where, you know, it's it's Dottie, Dorothy, who's played by Juno Temple, her daughter Scotty, and her husband Wayne. And there's a two people that essentially try to abduct Dorothy and yeah and eventually she she is caught and then she's taken away and it it really escalates because there's a there's a uh, state trooper that is tailing this vehicle and there's a bit of a firefight and I mean you could say that and w- one trooper dies the Dottie runs to this gas station or like, yeah, gas yeah, station. Yeah, it's a gas station. And uh, a tr- the trooper that, uh, who we find out um, is a recurring character is Whit Far. He's there. He's, he's wounded. But then this one guy that we, that we see who is more or less what we think is the, the villain in the, or the bad guy. And at the start, he's, tailing her when he's got his buddy with him, which when his partner dies in the bathroom, yeah, 
that was pretty nasty because of if I'm trying to remember he fell on the toilet right and he like busted his head open or something like it was like really gruesome well while they were abducting her she used a lighter and hairspray mm-hmm. to light half his face on fire so yeah. he had that going on yeah and then he was hiding in the bathroom of this gas station he like snuck in the bathroom I think yeah he snuck in the bathroom and um I don't want to say he slipped. No, she she threw he, ice. I think it was threw, yes, threw ice or something at him and caused him to like slip or something. And then yeah, he he cracked his skull open on a toilet. Yeah, and was dead instantly. Yeah, and you realize that Dorothy has some fight in her, and as she's referenced later as a as a tiger, tiger, I, I, a tiger, a tiger. A man sets a tiger free. It's it's almost it's almost. Well, don't worry, we'll talk about old Munch, but yeah, um, it's almost Christopher Walken esque. Yeah, he he in, this the in some things he says a man has a code, a like, code. A You're in the code. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 antagonist <laughs> at the time he has a very unique way of speaking. He's got a kilt too. Yeah, he he dresses. Well, I'll say uniquely, but it's it's very odd. At the same time, it's definitely something you wouldn't really see in in, in some sort of normalcy in Minnesota. I would I would presume, but you you realize that Wayne's mother, Mrs. Lyon, or yeah. Mrs. Lyon. Mrs. Yep. Lyon. She is wealthy beyond powerful. measure. Powerful. And just does not care about anything except maintaining this sort of... Grip. Pr- I, yeah, it's this prowess. It's just sort of... It's like, And, and she has a specific way of, of talking to you. She's like... Well, I don't care. You know, it's yeah. It's just so trivial. I don't. You don't know anything about there. There, there. there, there it's there. very Victorian esque, kind of like I'm looking way down. Yeah, it's like I I'm, I'm at the top, because you know in the finale she mentions, oh well, I support and have deep pockets in the Federalists group, and oh by the way, I basically help control all the courts up to the Supreme court and then also get the president's blessing. So it's like you're, she's in with, with the government. And at that point, you know, it's really hard to screw with people at that point, especially when you realize she's got her own private security. She's got money up, up the, up the Yazoo. It's, yeah. and, you know, and then she's got this attorney whose name is, uh, was it, Danish, Danish Graves. Danish Graves. And he's got an eye patch. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, and <laughs> dude, I'm just thinking about that one episode. Oh my god. There's there's a lot of interesting moments with with Danish <laughs> in it because you know, and the and the way this all starts, and and the reason why Dorothy is getting chased. And is being pursued, which we find out is by John Hamm's character, Roy. It's because she was at a school. After hours of school function, there was a 
essentially a riot in the in the gymnasium or whatever wherever yeah. they were. I forget, but it's like the auditorium. Yeah, auditorium, and she ends up. It's like wrong place, wrong time, because she's just trying to get out of there with her daughter, and she has a taser on her, and she, you know, someone grabs her, or, you know, her shoulder, and she turns around without like looking, and she tases the cop, and then well, that puts you in handcuffs and yep. fingerprints, and then boom, the fingerprints show up in another state where she originally ran away from because she had another life, as we find out, and that her name isn't actually originally Dorothy it's Nadine Nadine and she used to be Roy's husband but it's actually a little bit creepier than that too as as you find out in the season where yeah. you know Roy was married once before her and her, that wife is dead he's got a son named Gator who's played by Joe Carey Gator Gator and then He's married now with with twin girls, and his wife's name is Karen. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, I know, right? And Roy is same thing. He he's he's got this big stick, you know, where he's walking on the line of power as well. I'm the I'm the governor, you know. Yeah. You can't screw with me, you know. Like the FBI show up, and he's in this hot tub, and then he sits out naked in front of them, just you know, just like whatever yep you know you can't screw with me like my county yeah i police it yeah like he's the sheriff of some i forget the county yeah i forget the county and and but essentially again it's just fbi's like well i guess we can't really walk in on him at least not yet yet you know and then like you see like the the this season on fargo and you 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 do see some like artillery show up and you're like, wait, point, wait, 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 like, wait, wait, something's got to escalate to that, to that point in order for the feds to sh- literally become in with, uh, an ATV, you know, some, some heavy gunnery and, yeah. and whatnot. But so you, you kind of figure that at some point there's going to be an altercation between the FBI and, and Roy. And so His it was militia men or whatever he calls them. I forget. Yeah. He's, he's, he makes, you know, a call at some point. Uh, as in the penultimate episode, I believe, where he's yeah, he's like, all right, call to arms. I need you here. You know, able bodies. Bring your guns. Bring your everything, and come to fight. And they they man, they show up in trucks. You know, they they weren't they, they weren't, brought ammo. I mean, everything. They brought a freaking mounted dump, machine gun and, and, and a dump truck. Yeah, and, and used the <laughs> dump truck to block the. <laughs> The entrance. Uh, the main entrance. So like his little um his ranch. ranch. Yeah. Yeah. God, that movie was movie. movie. That show was just that episode specifically was Yeah. Gnarly. I was just waiting for, for something to pop off and you know, and and all you know, in, in the, there's a lot of other interesting parts that obviously happen in, in the interim because you, you're you're learning more about the other characters and you you essentially see Mrs. Lyon and again we we know what type of person or what type of character she is she's you know not to be trifled with but at one point because because Dorothy's trying to play off the whole abduction thing like oh never happened no no I I just left I came back and went far I was like dude you saved my life yeah like there's a whole case in in another state what are you talking about you're on camera yeah and even though I think part of it did get scrubbed but even then like uh, Mrs. Lyon she's like okay what gives what what aren't you telling us and she has a little table con- table convo 
with Dorothy, but Dorothy puts her in her place. And it's the one oh, time yeah. you actually listen see, here. Yeah. You actually see Mrs. Lyon kind of like, she's like, she kind of like swallows hard and, and it's like, Oh, well, okay. Uh, this conversation's done. Uh, I'm leaving. Yep. You know? So it's like, even though she has all this money and power, someone like Dorothy could easily end her life in a, in a quick, like one V one situation. You know, it's, it's not until if she has all her men at her beck and call would Dorothy not stand a chance. But yeah. then again, like you wouldn't look at Dorothy and be like, Oh, she's a problem. She's a tiger, you know, tiger and Wayne, <laughs> poor Wayne. Wayne's the weak one in the family. <laughs> poor guy gets electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously Dorothy, that's, that was another great episode though, where Dorothy realizes that she's at some point in time going to have to deal with whoever came after her. And as she realizes it's Roy, he, you know, and she's not going back. So she fortifies the house and she rigs up some electrical bunch. wiring, a bunch of stuff. Like, like it's home alone, but like for murder. Yeah. Much. It's, it's like, it's definitely the adult version of home alone. Yep. You know, like there's a, there's a sledgehammer that's just rigged to hit you in the, in face. the front door. Yeah. There's again, like the, the windows are, are hardwired and yeah. And, and it's crazy that she knew how to do all this stuff too, which that was the one thing that never was really addressed. A tiger. But I think she learned it from that camp utopia that we see in, in the dream flashback, which was like a, you know, a previous sort of take on what she probably learned at some point. You I'm going to be honest. I still think that was, you think it's all made up. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could have been, that was the one, that was the tricky thing about it, which it, it made it seem like it was this, she was giving herself like the this confidence or like the, yeah, the build like up. The, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, from the start, poor dot, you know? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is a lot about domestic abuse and, and violence. Yeah. And after like quite a few episodes, you know, it's like, if you know anyone that is dealing with domestic abuse, you know, or anything of the sorts to you know seek help, call you know this number or whatever. There's like a hotline, which, you know, you know, right, rightfully so. And then obviously, you know, you see what a, what a POS Roy is and you see the records of what he did to Dorothy to dot, you know, in the past. And, and that was a weird thing where she was young. The pre, the first wife leaves. She basically was made the second wife, but he didn't have any kids with her, yeah. but then she, she escaped somehow and he never knew where she went uh, until the fingerprints came up in the system, you know, and, they hired this guy. We find out his last name literally in the finale. Yeah. Ula, Ula uh, Munk. Ula Munk. Munk or Mr. Munk. Well, Gator finds the guy who gets, who kills himself on the toilet on accident. Yeah. On Craigslist. Yeah. It, it, it was, was some like, yeah, like Craigslist. Yeah. And then he brought al- along Ula Munk. Yeah. Who honestly, might be my favorite character. 
in the season. Yeah, he's not in every episode, but every single scene he's in, you're just like you're 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 really uncomfortable almost. I I felt I was paying attention a lot and, and very focused on his character because again, he has this unique way of just, addressing sort of this outlook on life and then again like you know he's 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 not to be trifled with because gator tries to screw with him and then he breaks multiple, Gator's arm. yeah multiple, multiple times, times he, try, he tries to get him like oh i'm gonna you know i've i've you know he puts a tracker on the car that 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 monk drives and and that was a whole situation in and of itself whole thing yeah the first time he tried to fuck with him uh he tried to kill him and then he broke his his his, his wrist. His wrist, yeah. yeah his left Second right, time, right wrist. they realize because Ula Munk somehow sneaks into uh, Roy's house and leaves the symbol on the on the wall. Yeah, so that well, yeah that that and, that is a weird sort of oh yeah thing, Mister Mister Munk. We will. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about him very yeah. shortly. Yeah. Um, and then that is like Roy's like, oh, like we need to let's pay him and just be done with it. So then yeah. he goes to pay him. That's when he puts the tracker on the car. Um, and then you come to find out that he finds the tracker. But Ula Munk is about two steps ahead already. Yeah. And, and there's this old lady that he refers to as mother but she she she's just an old lady she has she's she has no clue who he is but she's she's just like i'm over life i drink a bunch of beer i believe (laughs) what i was gonna say i believe the scene is she just shows up or he shows up he just shows up he's like he's like i live here now and that's it and that (laughs) and And she's just like what and you she picks up the phone and is try, gonna call and she's just like yeah eh. yeah opens up another beer yeah she's like i'm gonna watch my tv and drink drink i forget what beer it was but it wasn't a pie miller yeah i forgot it was just some generic brand but yeah she, and then he's he rocks in this chair uh and the second floor and then once gator figures out that where he is you know he has a, a rifle and he's you know zoomed in so he's scoped in on the window and pulls the trigger and yep. you see, you know, it's a great camera angle that, that fakes you out at first. Cause you see the blood splatter against like the, one of the walls, but you come to realize and the gator's like, all right, I'm done. And he, you know, he's going up to the, the car and cause he realizes that there's the bag of, of cash yeah, that he's left that in they the backseat monk with. But, Right before that happens, you see Monk pulling a string, and he's like sitting around the corner in, in the, the hallway, hallway yeah. and he's just rocking the chair like he just knows, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna bait Gator, <laughs> yeah. And then as Gator is trying to you know get the cash, what happens? Well, the old lady comes. Intruder! 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 Starts hitting with oranges, and then he doesn't. He he's trying to just like kind of batter away, and knocks her over in the process. She falls because she's old and fragile. <laughs> she falls over, hits her head, dead, dead. And then 
He takes the money he, and leaves. And then he he uh, and then yeah, he gets he gets the hell out of here. The most convenient part was the person that Gator shot was the uh, the son of the, the old, old lady, lady who ends up being a incredible dick. Yeah, and gets killed by Ula Munk. Yeah, he takes very a, brutally. <laughs> Jeez, he takes an axe and just chops him like right in the right in the head. Yeah, just done. Sidebar: hmm. Feel free to cut this part. That's exactly what happens in the Greenwood murders. Oh yeah, Continue. true. So, the Greenwood winners is a is a book that Austin wrote short story, I should say, that that I'm currently editing. So stay tuned. Anyway, and so we always, we're wondering at at what point in time will Munk come back, or did Gator just get away with murder essentially? Yeah. You know, and it's in the. I think it was in the eighth episode where I think it was beginning of nine or maybe it was at the beginning before of they, nine before they yeah. locked down the Gators Gators in, in, in a car and he's very where he was driving to, but you see Mook was just chilling in the back seat, yep. lying down and it's like, Oh, well that's not good. And cause you know, well, he, Gator's now captured. Yeah, he's fucked. Yeah. And it goes to this, you know, they're on, on like, I guess, like an ice pond, like a little shack. Yeah. It looks like one of those, like, shacks that they, they do. Those, I, uh, the fish, ice fishing. Ice yeah. fishing, yeah. And, and he's, you know, trying to plea for his life, but then Monk is talking to him and and you know weird in riddles in as riddles he and like pretty cryptic, much always does and like yeah like cryptic language and you know he says he he mentions an eye for an eye and the debt must be paid and so you see him he's he has a knife and he's been heating up this knife to the point where a, it's know, red hot yeah it's red hot and then he goes, Gator's on the floor. He's, you know, tied down. And then he goes up to Gator and you just basically see the knife go like right up to his, to his, uh, I think it was his right eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, damn, he's going to take his, his eye, one of his eyes. But then the next scene we see with Gator, Gator is just straight up. There's a Mortal Kombat character. Um, oh, God, what's his, what's his face? Um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. But anyway, there's a he, he has a Kenshi. Maybe it was a Kenshi. I think. Anyway, he's got a he's got a cloth that's around his his head, mm. covering both eyes, and you see like the blood on both sides of his cheeks. So Mr. Monk straight up took both eyes from yep. Gator, and had him walk in. Hands tied behind Monk, you know, Rope around the neck, yeah, dragging him through the snow, yeah. And I'm just like, that is, I felt so bad. I felt bad for him, yeah, I really did. Because, sure, he made some screw ups, and essentially, he was just he was following his dad's orders, which was the first problem, yep, but also 
he was trying to you know live up to his dad's expectations like he wanted to almost prove to his dad that he wasn't a screw up yeah you know and that he had some sort of purpose and unfortunately that whole his his little goal never just didn't happen and literally got got him put in jail and he lost both eyes and still has a broken arm yeah (laughs) or wrist whatever it is but so his his mess ups uh, his mistakes have had dire consequences and and it's interesting because of how a lot of this whole season has been based on on choices and then that's essentially what life is and that's that's the conversation that happens at the dinner table between dot and and mr monk or monk you know and she he's like you know life is a life is not a circle it is a line yeah it starts with the mother and it and it's here now and she's the like the side yeah the other side and he, she's like well i don't know what any of that means so you know make these biscuits how about you make these biscuits yeah how about you stir these biscuits and <laughs> it's that whole scene oh yeah you know they're sitting there talking and before because they're having chili and before dot you know goes to start making dinner she's yeah. like we can either do this another time or you can wash your hands right. and get to work yeah and then after a few seconds of him just sitting there you know that's the one thing i love about fargo hmm. and you saw it i mean you, you've seen it now so you can understand it yeah but there's certain uh scenes like shots where it's like you sit in that feeling for a while you know you you deal like you watch them react to what's going on and it's just like wow this just is awesome yeah and i and i think you know again you've got certain situations where you know the overall plot of of this is is centered around roy and nadine or or dot and you know roy's hell-bent on he's like well she's my wife she owes me a debt she yeah she owes me a debt and I know she's not supposed to leave and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, she's, you know, I guess by law or was by law, or, you know, uh, married to him in another state, though. So it was like, well, but she's married to Wayne, Wayne Lyon, has a kid. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. You Let know. bygones be bygones, Roy. Right. And he did beat the out of her. Multiple times, yeah. You know, she sustained multiple injuries, in mm-hmm. which we and, find out, yeah. Later, and and I think you know because of the the way it ends, you know, when when she finally does get captured, like she, you know, she she um, almost gets admitted to like a, a psych ward, right? Because yep. like Mrs. Lyon thinks she's crazy, her her mother in law. And it's it's sort of her in, integrity and her tenacity to just to keep fighting like like a tiger a that tiger. that she ju- does whatever she can to survive and that's essentially what she is she's uh you know a, she is a victim and she survived far worse than than Mrs. Lyon but you know it's the point where she does get caught and she is on Roy's ranch. 
and it, you're kind of thinking, oh man, she's not going to escape this time, is she? Yeah. But she's still clever because, you know, when she's captive, she figures out a way to, you know, get one of the, the chains off and then figures out, you know, to hide underneath the floorboarding. And, you know, she does get beat up a little bit again by, by Roy. And, but, you know, the other, the other interesting part when she does get injured is, or sorry, when she does get captured again is she tries to, well, she tries to plea with Karen, the current wife to Roy. Yeah. You know, it's like, cause she's got a nice shiner and she's like, did he give that to you? You know, we can, we can end this. And she's like, shut up, you know, and, and like puts a gun at her and it's like, dude, you're, and then gets another shiner. Yeah. Freaking idiot. Yeah. She, she, uh, is, she is not a tiger. No. Karen, yeah. Karen is not a tiger. Dot beat the out of her. T- took yeah, her gun. Easy. And then easy. when Roy is searching the house, he walks in the room, looks at her on the ground. Doesn't And then care. continues on. Doesn't, doesn't even bother to check if she's alive or, you know, she's fine breathing. It's just like, eh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I got oh. bigger fish to fry right now. And, but she's, she, Dot was clever because she starts to, she turns on the gas stove. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, it's like, there's no, and like, dude almost lights a cigarette. I was waiting for the whole house to blow up. Yeah. He's like, don't you smell that, you idiot? Yeah. I was like, damn, crisis averted. She's been here. Find her. Yeah. And, and the place that she hides is the place where we see, which again, the way episode eight ended. That was like a holy crap, like because yeah. Danish Graves, the attorney to the Lion family, he he gets wind from the trooper Whitfar that Roy has her. Roy has Dot on the ranch, yep. <clears throat> and he's like, "You gotta hurry because she is not gonna survive long." And it's funny he, he look at his phone and and like all his favorites are just different uh, uh, phone numbers, to like uh, Mrs. Lyons, like different. Burns, burn, yeah, shit, like yeah. office, this phone, that phone, whatever, and and so he almost calls her, but he doesn't. Then he drives to the ranch himself, tries to barter with with Roy because there there's a, there's a part where Roy is trying to you know get reelected, right? <laughs> and so Danish does something clever where he changes the names to. To Roy's of three, three of his clients, three of his clients, all to the same, all to the same name in the same state. Yep. And then there's this like, you know, little town meeting where they're, what do you call it? Uh, campaigning. Yes. Yeah. Like a campaign rally kind of. Yeah. And or debate. Yeah. It was a a debate. And then one of the, the host is like, okay, so Roy, you know, what do you think about this? And then they all start talking they like, Roy will say something and then they all say the same thing or like one right after the other. They're just basically mimicking him, copying him, repeating every, his, everything he says, everything, every, like the tone, everything. Interfering in an, ele- an election. Yeah. <laughs> election interference, basically. Rain, man. And, and, yeah, and Danish is there. And so then when he, when he confronts Roy, he's like, listen, I did it. I, I was can behind make him it. go away. I can make it all go away. Yeah, exactly. And, and then... Roy pulls out, was it a, it was a magnum, that right? That thing was huge. And I was like, 
okay, so there, here's here comes Roy's intimidation tactic. Like, here's my big gun. And then he shoots him yep. right in the freaking chest. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he's like, if you're so smart, bam. Yeah. Why are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> this oh. is awesome. Yeah. And, and so then they they dispose of the body and the, at the bottom of this it, it's it's underneath like a like a like a well not a well but like a it was like a like a grain like a it reminded me of like place you would store grains but it's like underground a little bit right yeah it was interesting and you find out that's just where he puts all the bodies yeah and so dot sees this out the window and so she's like well damn my uh there goes my lawyer. Yeah, my, uh, my luck just dwindled very quickly, and and so as I remember, as you know, we're watching this. I'm thinking, well, now what the hell's going to happen? Because Mrs. Lyon is she's trying to get in touch. That's when I started to be like, okay, what and, what's going to go on? Right. So she started to get you know very antsy, and it it really wasn't until. Um, almost it was the, well, yeah, it was, it was that episode where she's like, all right, you know, rally the, the troops. And, and, and so someone, uh, you know, there's another character that we haven't talked about yet, but it's the, um, what's her face? Um, Indira Olmstead. She's the, the officer. Oh the yes. Cop. Yep. And, and and Dira, she's got her own problems because her her husband Lars is a is a is a deadbeat, cheating pos. Yep. Where she catches him cheating, and and it's kind of awkward the way she catches him cheating, and 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 he's and she's you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or something because like of that him. because of him, and his you know failure to do anything in life. And, and so Lorraine, she offers Mrs. Lyon, she offers her a way out. Like, come, come be the head of security for me. Be my, you're much more valuable here, you know? And, and like just her, her presentation in the way like the offer won't stand for very long. You've got 24 hours, you know? That entire negotiation scene was. Yeah. Incredible. And so, she does join Lorraine as like her head of security or whatever. And Whitfar tells Indira about it. And then Indira is like, Hey, Roy has, has dot. We need to rally the troops. Yeah. So Lorraine's like, I'll make the call to, you know, the like special forces she knows and has like on, on speed dial essentially, which is just nuts. Yeah. Which you know, is a, a private, yeah. Uh, she's used them in the past and, and knows of them. So it's sort of like, again, she just has these connections that it's just, she's really not to be messed with. But, um, you know, when you, when you see her kind of not panic, but when you, when you see it all kind of coming together, you know, again, at those, in these last two episodes where, FBI shows up. There's like, you know, a standoff, yeah. you know, where you've got Roy, Roy Tillman's 
militia. forces militia yeah and then you've got the fbi and swat, the SWAT yeah and just ready to go you know <laughs> ars in hand everything is just they're which i thought in the, in the finale the, the militia, they're not hiding behind anything. And meanwhile, the SWAT, the SWAT and FBI, they're hiding, actually hiding behind the cars. I'm like, you know how easy it would be for the, like, for the FBI or the SWAT, like the, the special forces, just to take them all out? Yeah. The only thing that, that I know would be hard is that mounted machine that, gun and the dump truck. Yeah. I'm like, that would be tough. That That is like, I'm like, hmm, how do you, did you just like smoke? smoke that area so you, so he can't see but he's still kind of just like rapidly firing into but the crowd but there's only but like what 20 feet between yeah, they're, they're the lines they're super close yeah like they're they're not that far apart yeah and the, and you i guess i would say my only gripe is that we didn't get to see it but you know you there's obviously the indication that Little little firefight went down, and we we don't really see how many people got arrested or, or died. We just you know you'd see like kind of you know the fade fade ins fade outs of it of some does firing. remind me of the when the uh, Kansas City syndicate attempts to invade the Gerhardt Ranch uh, in season two of Fargo. Gotcha. So then. Yeah, well, all the more reason that I I eventually have to go uh, go watch it, you know. But there's what's his face, Whitfar. He takes mm. a squad with him to go rescue Dot. Yep. But she, you know, she's already escaped, and it's not until she's literally in she hides in the same place where Danish Graves was thrown in there, and it's. Mr. Monk, who old Munch, he is the one who sets her free. Really, yeah, comes to her aid. And he's like, "A tiger must be set free," and so he lets her go. She, you know, he walks. He walks off. She goes back because she's like, oh, "I'm gonna go. I need to go kill Roy." And it's it's really interesting because you kind of don't know when dot's gonna show up and then there's this whole (laughs) other interesting moment where it's the old man who's down talking roy oh yeah he's like this i don't want to say he's like a sergeant but he's like this like those men are kind of his and rory kind of supplies them with yeah. the weapons and everything. Yeah. But he's also wife number three's Karen His dad. Father. Yeah. yeah. And he's, it looks like they're, they're going to have a little uh, fisticuffs. And then Roy turns around real quick, slices his neck. And he's like, what? 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 I can't hear you. What's that professor? What's, yeah. What's that professor? John name is so good. He's like, like rotten hell, old man. And then Karen's around the corner and she's like, daddy? And he was like, don't make this hard. He, I forget what he says. He, but he's, he, uh, he's like, don't make me chase you, woman. Yeah. And then he turns the corner and, and it's like Dottie is just right there with, with his rifle yep. and just blasts him right in the gut. Oof. 
And she waited too damn long to pull the trigger again because he gets away. Yep. There's the firefight breaks out between the militia and the feds. And, you, you know, the Dottie stays behind. Whitfire goes after Roy. There's the there's the tunnel that's underground, which we see Gator he, he, with his blindness. He he figures out the, the the tunnel. He knows where he is. Yep. And then he gets out the hatch, and then Roy is hiding in the tunnel, still bleeding with his gut wound. But it's it's when Whitfar goes in the tunnel to chase after Roy, and just makes a mistake, a huge mistake. Because Roy almost opinion. sneaks up on him with a knife, and and he's like put down the knife and he's like make me and i'm like now see that's that's when you pull the trigger but earlier when we were watching it you're like oh you know he has the right to shoot him at that moment doesn't he have the right to shoot him when he catches him sneaking up on him with a knife yeah that that right there is uh as assault yeah it's assault with a deadly weapon he was making the attempt to harm a police officer you know and and i i hate to say you know anything compared to real life, but we've seen police officers shoot people who draw are drawing a weapon or like taking out a weapon because it's like weapon, weapon, you know, knife, 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 gun, whatever it happens to be. And then they're like, they're like, bang, 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 bang. The fact that he didn't shoot him at least five times right there. It's like, dude, you're, you're, it is a life and death situation. You're in a tunnel underground. The nearest exit is through this guy who has, a, who has a knife and is bigger than you are. Or through this tunnel that you don't know where it goes. Right. You know, he could just start running down this hallway. But there again, yeah, he doesn't know where it leads. That would be the other smart smart decision. But, you know, what if Roy is good at throwing knives and he throws a knife right in your back? In your back you know, well, then you're dead. Yep. And then Roy says, like, some he calls him son, and he's like, I'm not your son. Put down the knife. And then there's a flickering light, and damn, what? That's all it took. What a moment. The moment that, that flickering light just goes dim for a split second, like it kind of just goes briefly dark. It's like that fast. Yeah. Because he's, he's, he's going to, he's like, all right, I'll set down the knife. And he's almost like Roy was hoping that it would go dark just for a second. Yep. And the moment it does, he lunges and he stabs right through the heart, went far right in the heart. He fires his gun. And I was like, Oh, it was like, or did he hit him? Nope. Yep. Didn't do anything. Nope. And the then, gun was not locked. He started to kind of put down the gun. He, he should have just kept it straight at his head, you know? And honestly, Dude, I was bummed. Yeah, I, I was, was so bummed. I'm like, no, that's just tough. man, that's just tough. Because it's like he escaped death once in the beginning of the show, of the season. Yep. And in the finale, he doesn't make it. Uh, I was bummed about that, but Roy, he get he goes to the to the tunnel and he gets up, and you see the same view when it was like the same camera angle where where. You see these like vehicles off in the, in the distance, like the like the front of the ranch, the ranch, yeah. You know, and because it's gate, that's where Gator 
heard the guys or the, the chattering and that's where he blindly walked. <laughs> but I love it. It's like, you're almost free boy. You're almost free man. Or whatever he says He's, behind nope. him. There's just a bunch of guns being pointed bunch at of feds, him. And they're like, all right, take him down. Yeah. Got him. And got then him. take him down. And it's like, it's like, did you know it was your son that sold you out? Got Which, him. Good man. Good. Yeah. Hopefully Gator didn't receive that much of a, of a punishment, which I mean, the fact that he, he has no eyes for the rest of his life. is That's like, punishment enough. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like now, now you're going to spend who knows how many years in jail with no vision, dude. <sighs> That's not good. Yeah. Just kill me <laughs> at that, that point. Sucks, dude. Man. We don't live in a world where you can put some sort of cybernetic eyes in my, and attach it to my brain so I can actually see. You know, so that sucks. But, you know, it was it was also unfortunate when the one FBI agent approaches Dot and she's like, where's where's my trooper? Where's where's Trooper Whitfar? Yep. And I'd she like just says, him. yeah. And she, you know, the, the Fed just goes, mm. Mm. she like shakes, yep. shakes her head. And that look on Dot's face like, oh crushing yep so and there's 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 a quite a few fade outs in the finale and we were talking about the like is it is it, is it gonna end here is it gonna end here is it gonna end here and then we see indira and lorraine go to the state penitentiary a year where, later a year later yep where roy has been and they have a little conversation and it looks like he's sort of been. Uh, Honestly, he looks good. He you know, doesn't look like he's had a bad year. Yeah, but he's also got a weird looking tattoo on his neck that kind of looks like a swastika. It's weird. It it's like might this, be one. Like it's like curved. It's not. As it's like a circle triangular. with yeah. an X in it. But yeah, it's not connected, so yeah. you can clearly see it's a. It's like a. It's definitely some sort of gang prison symbol i'm he, sure yeah he's a white supremacist i think it's that's that's a, and, that's a swastika uh, well, especially in in jail now or yes 100 yeah. that's yeah. him and because he because he mentions like you know the real world should often be like prison you know order order yeah you know there's the natural order you know you kill your rivals you know the strong survive the weak you're dead you know the races are divided. The strong race is on top. I'm yep. like, that sounds like white supremacy, but that sounds like racism. Yeah. <laughs> um, and cause it's like, I probably know what races you're referring to at the bottom, but you know, he doesn't mention it, but you can kind of get that idea. And, and then Lorraine tells Indira, would you mind going outside? You know, like you, you could leave, you know, and she has that conversation. It's like, oh, well, now we're going to talk about your real punishment. He's like, what punishment? Oh, no, I want you alive yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And, and he's like, I don't fear. I don't fear you. He's like, you don't need to fear me. And because she's like, you know, there's, you know, you know, like it was like 85% of all inmates uh, have debt and that their families acquire that debt. And then a lot of them are end up on the street. So she's like, I've started a fund. A little charity campaign paying for you know people and like that guy over there and i think him too and everyone on cell block d 
oh, and cell block A and cell block B. And you just see the look on Roy Tillman's face. Like, he's like, oh, sh-. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, like he's starting to, that's the fear he has. Cause it's like, no, 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 no. I, I you don't need to fear me. I'm not going to be here. I'm just doing this so that every day is a living hell. And so that, so that everything you did to your wives, you'll also feel, you know, while you're living out your days in here. Uh, so, cause that was the one thing I'm like, I guess he survived that, that gut shot wound. Yeah. Luckily, but he, you know, again, he's not going to live too far. And she gives him a pack of cigarettes and she's like, you're going to need these or these might come in handy, you know? And, and then when she leaves is when you really like see the fear set in. Yeah. He's that's like, oh, when it hits. Yeah. He's like, damn, whatever, whatever he thought he had going for him is now over. Yep. And, and again, that's, that's where you, you, she displays her connections, her power, everything that she has. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when we think about, cause I, I don't think she's corrupt, but when you, you no. could, you could, you could think about corrupt you know, we'll just like corrupt politicians, you know, in our actual life that yeah. probably abuse stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I won't name any names, but there's just obviously a lot of craziness. Um, I mean, let's, I'll call, I'll just call real quick Epstein. Yeah. You know, you know, we'll just throw that out there real quick. Um, but cause she's not a politician. She's just, she she owns like the biggest debt collection. She's just company. a business. She's a businesswoman who's yeah. extremely powerful. Yeah, and tries to buy a bank at one point. Yeah, and and then it cuts cuts to black, and then we see the actual ending scene set up, and Indira, Dot, and Scotty they paid tribute to the one year anniversary for Whitfar's passing. Yep. And so Dot's like, Oh, we forget to get sour cream for, for dad. And she's like, can I get, I, she's like, can I get some M&Ms? Only if you drive. Yeah. <laughs> Not on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was cool. But so they get home and Wayne's just sitting there. Like I knew something was up. Yeah. Man. You called it. You're like, and I'm like, he's, why is he not in the kitchen or like oh, kind of hey, moving hon. around? Oh, yeah. And, and and then you just see old Munch sitting there in black. I'm like, oh, damn. We're going to get this little showdown, aren't we? Like, this is how he looks. He's just <laughs> a tiger. A tiger has been set free. And then, honestly, like, that was a good scene because, you know, all he's very vague. You know, like we said, he speaks in, like, these riddles and very... Like, you have to think about what he's trying to say, kind of. And he's basically like, there was a life taken. That, like, that's got to be repaid. Now, yeah. You know? A debt. A debt has to be paid. Yes. And Dot's like, listen, I don't know what any of that means. But either wash your hands and help make us thinner, or we can do this another time. Yeah. And then he's just... And then he proceeds to wash his hands, 
washes hands and we get this really cool scene where she's making biscuits and is explaining the process of making biscuits basically. Um, and he's trying to basically like explain his, why he's there and she just keeps interrupting him. It's like, Hey, you stir. Yeah. He tries to, he tries to talk. There is get a his, code. A man has a code. And she's like, you're the way. I use buttermilk. You know, it's just, he doesn't know what to think of it. And then he, cause like Wayne's even like, oh, you want to, you want a pap? You want a pap? You want a pap? And he just, he looks at it and he's like holding. He's like, he holds it for his, he's like, the man is grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so awkward. So old munch played by Sam Spruill. It's a British actor. Best known for playing villainous roles. Couple of movies he's been in. He's been in The Hurt Locker, Defiance, Elizabeth, The Golden Age, London to Brighton, To Kill a King, K nineteen, The Widowmaker. I haven't seen the last those last ones. I've seen The Hurt Locker. I don't remember him in that, but he was in Legend. He played a hitman called Jack the Hat McVitie. Yes, man, I remember. Yes, so. And he was also in um, uh, Taken 3, apparently. But anyway, so Old <laughs> old Munch, there's there's an episode, I think it was like episode 3, where there's a flashback that's like 500 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? That was the crazy, and, and it's, craziest time jump. Yeah. And essentially what what happens in this, this, this you know, f- immense flashback is he it's like they're in this he's well there's a guy who's talking to him about his like his sins and he he talks about um it's like it where is it it's in wales and it's a a funeral and munch is paid to consume a meal representing a dead man's the dead man's sins right and so he sells his soul and becomes immortal and then there's this like ritual thing that happens and it's like this like weird like he's like naked and he he goes inside to to some demon yeah it's really yeah it's like it's like witchcraft or something something like black magic or something along those lines right like and he goes into Tillman's house and paints in blood on the on his twin his twin girl's wall. Wall. What did what did he write again? I forgot. It's some symbol. Yeah, I don't think. But obviously, Roy, Roy being a man of the Bible, knows knows that that something. doesn't bode well. And that's yeah. when he's like, "Oh shit, we just gotta pay this man." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, just pay them already," you know, and. And so he does. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess all is forgiven. Whatever. But, and then in the finale, you hear more about Munch's backstory. Not much to it. He's like, you know, he talks about how they came over in in a long boat, you know, paddled, you know, men died and he... Men drowned in their seats. Yeah, and uh, but he talks about you know he how he made friends with the 
on the plains, which I'm guessing I'm guessing is was like the Native Americans. Yeah, well, he mentioned he name drops a few tribes. Yeah, he does. And then That's he's like, right. and then came the guns and killing in the cannons. Yeah. And then I was alone for a century. I didn't speak to anybody. Yeah. He's like staring at Scotty telling her, yeah. man did not speak to anyone for a century. Man, I really love that scene. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. No, it, I, I think, I think the, that whole scene that the, the, we'll just call it the dinner table scene. It was so You know, well it's done. always going to be a great scene when it's a dinner table scene. Cause I'm thinking either it's going to get nasty in a moment or there's going to be this realization where he realizes after 500 years that like he can finally be at peace because because Dottie she basically says like you know she she when they're when they're making the biscuits she's like you took a job you didn't like the job job didn't go well you knew there were risks you can't be mad at the risk. You can't be mad at the risk. It's like being mad at the table. You stub your toe on. Can't be mad at the table. You you took a risk walking, and she was. And that's when the whole like, like he's like life is a is a straight line. She's like, no, life is is life is all about choices. Mm-hmm. And like again, it, it that that's true, but a lot of what's happened in which I think is the whole sort of premise for for Fargo, as to my understanding now, is that it's about these choices that are made and how you're essentially these characters are stuck in a wait for it quagmire. And so they, they have to figure out a way to get out of it. And, and that's where you're they're They're at here at the end. And that's when dots like after, after hearing his whole spiel from his backstory, he, She's, you know, because at, at one point, like he's talking and, and and it looks, it just sounds, I don't quite say dark, but it just sounds so unhappy. You know, like, like he's just, it's like, he's lived a miserable life. Yeah. You know, he's, he's lived through a lot of bad stuff, you know, being 500 year, years old or whatever. Exclusively and then, bad. And then she's like, or you can have this biscuit that you made with love enjoy and he's looking at it and he for the longest time yeah it was a long stare because it's again it wasn't quite i don't i don't say it was awkward but it was just it was like this like how could i it's it's like a real defining moment well yeah for him because he explains that was like the make or break it like he's the last meal he had was you know hundreds of years ago and it wasn't even real food. It was the sins of this rich, wealthy individual and he got two coins out of it. Yeah. And then from then on out, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He just kind of exists and wanders. And now he's met with, well, quite quite frankly, a loving family. Yeah. I, I think, I think when he's, he's sort of seeing this, the way this this family operates, he's just like, I, I can't, I oh, can't kill, yeah, kill this tiger. You know, I I can't take her away from this because he's. I think he's just realizing, and I, I guess it's sort of a you know, you know, the theme of like, well, love conquers all, sort of, you know, take where he's like, 
the code, you know, a man, this, a man, that, you know, like a debt, you know, payback, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's the way he's lived forever, forever. And it's sort of like, he's trying to compute, compute this all at once. And he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't working. And so then he takes the biscuit from Dot's hand and then he, she's basically like, this is forgiveness. Yeah. Basically, you know, yeah. from, and then. Cause I, I was, dude, I was thinking, I was thinking like, about that word I'm like this is about forgiveness and, and then she says and she says it's about forgiving yeah and because they say grace at the table as well and he's like looking at Scotty all weird yeah and I'm like it probably made him feel uncomfortable because he's just like what what is what is this like what like I don't know what's happening and so then he takes a bite of it and he has this like awkward like chew like because he's like finally tasting life almost. yeah like happiness yeah something that's not dark and grim and depressing right something he hasn't had like literally his entire life yeah you know because even when he he talks about before the time of coming over he was always hungry he was yeah. always scared yeah and all this so um and then we get the nice literally the last frame is him smiling, smiling yeah. and crying. Yeah. And then boom. Cut to black. Cut Not to black. long enough. Yeah. It it was like a 49 or 45 minute episode. Not long enough. Which, yeah. It's interesting because when I, when I went back and looked at season one, all those are like hour, 10 minutes. Those, those seem much longer. So I'm kind of wondering why they went shorter. I don't know if it was like a network thing or what, but... It had to have been a network thing. Because mm-hmm. at the time when the first one came out, I was still watching it on cable. Yeah, because this originally came out well, on... TV, the, yeah. On like Not, FX, yeah. Yeah. But... My dad and I would... Uh, he'd record it on the DVR. <laughs> kids don't know about that. And uh, and then we'd watch it. And then I, I remember being so blown away when I saw this for the first time. And then every single time it ever comes out, I'm just over the moon about it. So, since you've watched all five seasons, where would you rank this? Um, I would rank this one probably. It's tough, man. They're all so good. Yeah, but you know, <sighs> um, I'd say fourth. Okay, so it's not the your least favorite then. No, because what you said what season four is probably your least favorite. Yeah, but season four is fucking awesome. Like, there's so much I love about season. Season four is the most. Now that you know what Fargo is, right? Right. Season four is the most Fargo season there is. Okay. As far as what makes this show. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say season five is um, is is fourth. I okay. mean, they're all neck and neck, if I'm being honest. But yeah, well, like I said, now now I, I have season five as a starting point. Yeah, which is a which sounds so weird, but it's like <laughs> it's it, a hell of a starting point, dude. I'm just going backwards now. Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, at this point, so the cool thing about all of these other seasons is that each one it's an anthology. So right, right. Uh, but each one by the end of the season 
you find out is connected. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, it may, I may, I may have missed it, but I didn't see where the connection was with the rest of the quote unquote Fargo verse, mm. um, in this season, because in season four, same thing until almost the last frame almost. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. I was trying to, I mean, well, it's because I, I don't, I don't know. You would have known. Yeah. I wouldn't know, but I was, you would have known. I would have yeah probably reacted loud enough to hmm yeah it, that might that might you might have to rewatch it again i might and then see if you figure out where it is but <laughs> gladly <laughs> re- rewatch the finale of this show you you rave about but oh, man yeah so now i'll go back and watch the other ones and and see where this where this stands for me what do you give this season as a whole rating wise oh well Um, you know, I think between the acting, the characters, you know, I think every character was, you know, had their individual character arcs, which is great backstories, you know, just, you know, I I mean, if anything, I think, you know, not that, well, Wayne didn't really have a backstory per se, but you just kind of figure it out the type of person he is. Yeah. He's very, he's very plain, very, you know, or, or just simple. I don't say plain. He's, he's I very would simple. say plain. Yeah. The basic. guy sells cars. Just, he's like, a, he's like a simple family man. He's, you know, yeah. Works at, works at a, at a, he has his car dealership. Sells Kias. Yeah. He's, he's just a simple. Yeah. Nice guy. You know, Midwestern. Yeah. Guy. Dad. Yeah. And, so all all that being said again, I, I liked the way it was wrapped up and I, I think everything was answered that I had questions to. So yeah. And it's not like anything was left open or, or, you know, open ended really. But I would probably say maybe like in, Oh gosh. We were like an eighty-eight. Okay, nice. Yeah, I I, I don't I I don't want to put it at a, like you know like at a ninety or above because I haven't seen the other the other show the other seasons. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But you know, I'm 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 somewhere between like an eighty-five to an eighty-nine. Okay, like, like high, you know mid to high eighties, eighty you know percentile or percentage, I should say. So it's. You know, it'd be like anywhere from like an eight point five out of ten to like an eight point nine sort of sort of thing. Like where it's, I don't have I don't have a lot that I don't like about it, but it's just I really have to I would start to have to like really nitpick on certain things. You know, and number one would be like, well, maybe it's not long enough. It's dude, that's you know, the only bad thing. Like, I need twenty. Could have seen more from the characters. You know, more from these circumstances. Like, you know show more of this characters, show, show more interactions, you know, and, and I get it. Like not everything because of the way it's written. I, I understand you can't always do that. So it's sort of like when you're creating this in the way Noah Hawley wrote this season and get, I'm pretty sure he was just like, okay, here's your time slots, you know, write something that fits within this length. 
Yeah. And then th- that's what we got. But again, I, it, it's far from a bad show or, or season for that matter. You hear that, Brian? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, like I, I've, you know, uh, told a couple people I know, like, oh, you should actually watch the show or, or whatever. So, I mean, now, now I'll go back and watch the other seasons and because I feel like I was saying like, I feel like we're in like a lull of yeah. new shows or, or lack thereof, you know, Nothing's really. And, and now that Monarch's over as well, it's sort of like, there's nothing new that is, which we'll be talking about soon as well. But, uh, you know, it's like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what other shows are coming out now that like I'm, I'm hyped about. Yeah. There's not really anything that I can think off the top of my head. Just mostly we watching Fargo. Like, well, I know you don't watch Reacher, but Reacher's about uh, about to end too. But that's only eight episodes. Those are hour long episodes. But you know, again, there's just there. there I know there are shows coming in like s- several months that I'm, I'm too long looking for. But you know, we'll basically just be back on the on the movie grind. But wh- so, what would you give it percentage wise? Um. I'd probably give season five like an 87. Okay. So like we're right there then. Yeah. Because I was trying to think when you were giving your rating, I'm like, okay, where, well, I got these other seasons too. Yeah. To think about. And season two being my favorite, that one's, that one's up there. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, like an 87, maybe 88. Okay. The finale was really... I feel a, a certain type of way, but yeah, with with Fargo, it's it's very much all unexpected, so you can't really go in there with like, oh, I think this is gonna happen, and then you get there and you're like, what the f- man, what, <laughs> what, like, what was it the ep- the, the ending of uh, season or uh, episode like six or seven? Um, when she walks out of the diner and some semi truck just pulls out of nowhere and runs through the slides in the ice. Yeah. yeah. Slides in the ice through the parking lot, hits a, hits her car. And then that car is bounced off the semi and hits her and and then it ends and you're just like, what? And then she's captured. Yeah. It's just like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's just, but with the finale, it, I don't, it just, where they left off with, episode nine yeah and you're just like i i would have loved i think you said it earlier but i would have loved more of a climactic uh finale but this one i mean it wrapped everything up there's no loose ends yeah and it i mean that last scene with um ula munk and dot or i mean that scene was awesome it was yeah i i i kind of want to go back and watch the finale again just uh observe yeah and and see if i missed anything myself which i don't think i did but just i mean again i, I some great scenes in, in the finale you know um but definitely definitely enjoyed the season overall and now that again now now that it's over i can actually go back and watch other seasons and you know i'll have to update you as to where i'm at (laughs) you'll have to yeah 
So, I mean, there's a character in season two that I thought may have been of some relation, but I believe I'm wrong. But I think that's, um, I guess I'll have to go back and try to figure that one out. Yeah. In terms oh, I, I forgot about Kieran Culkin's in season two. Yeah. As far as a critical response, Metacritic gave it a 80 out of 100. Apparently, I well, you know, obviously Rotten Tomatoes critics-wise is uh, garbage, but... What'd they give it? The critics? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's find out real, real quick. Critic-wise, it got a 96%. Oh, love that. <laughs> love that. Uh, audience, the audience score based on a thousand plus ra- ratings is 92%. Wow. So audience did not like season four of Fargo. According to Rotten Tomatoes. It was, it was just different. It was a lot different than the other seasons. That's all. Season three is 87. That's a good one. Season two, 95. Let's go. And season one, 97. Dude, season wow. one is so good. I'm telling you. I almost you. wonder if I should start with season four and get that out of the way. Because <laughs> it has the lowest critic and audience score. Well, honestly, at this point, my recommendation huh. would be four. Yeah. Two. Four, two, one, three, one, three. Oh, because of the timeline. Yes. However, you should do one, two, three, four. Yeah. Cause it makes it, it makes it that much better when certain things connect. Yeah. I'll do but it. honestly, uh, then I have a, a third option that says star season two. Cause that one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what I feel. Or season like three, doing. man. You got Ian McGregor playing twins. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the show is just, I have said this for years and I will continue to say this for more years to come, but Fargo is the best made television show. Ever. However, Monarch may give it a run for its money, but <laughs> that, that's a different episode. But Fargo is one of the best made television shows of all time. Yeah. I put it up there with Better Call Saul. Which and oh, let me not forget Breaking Bad. I I'll mean, put it to you this way. I, I didn't skip a single episode of Better Call Saul. I, I skipped one either. episode of Breaking Bad. Was it the fly episode? Yes. And oh, it yeah. wasn't because Ryan Johnson did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just because it was bad. Well it was actually my least favorite episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pri- I was prior d- to him even touching Star Wars, but when I went back and watched it, I was like, "Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense." Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'll say, obviously, like the thing about this show that really makes it hard to compare it to other other shows is because this show does a unique thing where every season is different. You know this. This show reminds me a lot of like True Detective. Which, oh yeah, which season four of True Detective just started, actually. Yes, and so every every season is different. There's a new new story, new you know new cast. Yeah, and takes place in a different you know state time. So it's again, it's like 
I like that shows do that though, because because it does, you know, give the option to, you know, not have to worry about continuity. I feel like you can just do whatever too. Right. Exactly. It's like, I can kill off the main character in episode five if I want to. And that's cool. Right. Yeah. You know. So that's. It's. I don't know. I well, we could probably talk about this in a potential another episode where comparing TV shows, but you know, uh, or naming off our favorite TV shows, which even then that's super hard too, but you know, it's, um, it's cool that again, like I said, like the shows like this exist because it's, you don't have to worry about a lot of things and it kind of just gives you like the creative ability to be like, all right, what do I want to write about this time? You know, what sort of model am I going to continue to use, but layout. So, but anyway, uh, if <clears throat> other people out there have watched this season and like it, let us know. Or if you watched the other seasons, yeah, if let us been, know your ranking. If you've been a fan the entire time and you have a a ranking, let us know. I would love to hear your ranking. Yeah, because not many people watch this show, and it's very frustrating. I need everybody to watch this show. Yeah, everybody. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who who do, but I guess it it did get a bunch of um. Oh God, not Emmys, Golden Globe nominations. Yeah, I, I did see that it got some some noms. You know who got a lot of noms and didn't win any? It's Better Call Saul. Dude, Better Call Saul, <laughs> one of oh, one of the best man. shows ever made. Didn't get any. I mean, it got recognition for being nominated. Got what fifty three. 56 or the nominations or the course of its That's entire crazy not how can one not the academy man let me tell you you guys do some stuff like given christopher nolan and rdj and killian murphy and everyone well, on Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer deserved those but those you know awards. but academy okay yeah that's tough that's that's how that's i'm tough that's how i'm finishing the episode that's tough so Austin hates the Academy. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. that's it. Definitely stay tuned for the next three. Yeah. We got lined up. A couple coming. shows and then uh, we'll get back to the, to the movies for sure. So I have, I have a book on my table or my desk that uh, we're talking about this movie. <laughs> are you watching here's the here's the here's the key are you watching the water ripple in the bottle yes 100 percent. i am mm, gotcha so, so all right good well that'll do it stay tuned we got more more coming so um stay tuned do all the fun stuff share tell others hit us up on x even though we're i mean it just feels wrong hit us up on twitter <laughs> the, um, old, the old twitter and uh, let us know. We're not too active on there, but we're going to get active. Yeah, I know we keep we'll saying start. it. We'll start. We're going to get on there, guys. But, you know, life uh, finds a way to intervene constantly. So we'll be on there. Trust us. So, yep. But uh, that'll do it for myself and Mr. Carlisle here on the plot. Strike. 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 Strike.